On today's episode of More Important Issues, we look at Vol basketball, talk about their big win over South Carolina last night. We also look at Texas A&M and even kind of a preview of the games to come. We uh, talk some more college basketball, just look around at the best players, the best teams, and potential number one seeds. We have some recruiting news for you, courtesy of Vol football. We also look at the Super Bowl. Uh, today's segments include our Jumbotron and Stupidities and Epidemic. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. The NFL playoffs are here. More specifically, the Super Bowl is here. And it's time to get on the action with MyBookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives or friends uh, sit around watching the game. Not this year when the 53rd Super Bowl is around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. Make sure you're ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service. And they offer the craziest props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting with. And if you want to make money during bowl season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check it out for yourself. Join now. MyBookie will offer you a 50 per, 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for bowl season. Use promo code ISSUE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. Head on over to MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, January 30th. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Joining me, Landon Raby. The Vols officially finish out January undefeated. They were undefeated in December, which isn't as big of a feat because some of our competition, but still, that's two months of undefeated basketball. Our last loss was, I don't have it right in front of me. I should have, I was going to say this. It's like November 23rd? I was going to say 24th, so I may be wrong. That's why I said Yeah, I it might be it 24th. It's one of those. It's one of those dates. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I I guess, you know, nobody brought up the undefeated, um, the undefeated December, because like we said, it's not a big deal. I think we played, I think we did play Wake Forest. Uh, Georgia Tech was probably in December. No, Georgia Tech was in November. Um, you did play Gonzaga in December, though. It was the 23rd. 23rd? Yep. Um, Memphis, Wake Forest, Gonzaga, those are really your only games and Wake Forest could be said that it wasn't much of a game. Memphis was just kind of a tough game because of the environment. And then obviously Gonzaga, you knocked off number one and you know, that's a that's a big deal. And even though Gonzaga's kind of, you know, slowed up since then, oh well, still a big win. Um and then you get into January, start off super hot. Uh I think average of like thir- your average margin of victory before the Alabama game was like thirty six. Um, something like that. And then you really, you're only slip. It's not even really a slip up. Um, you're, you had an overtime game with Vandy. That was kind of ugly. Again, we talked about though, Vandy deserved the credit. So, and then everything else was taking care of business. Yep. And you're going to go, uh, if you take care of business on Saturday, you go into your third week as the number one team in the nation. Let's get it. And I'm not looking. I know a lot of people. I've been listening to uh, radio in the Knoxville area. I've been on Twitter. A lot of people, man, are getting too cocky for me. Like you've been a part of this fan base for how long? You know this can be taken in a second. People are looking ahead to Kentucky. Um, I know Texas A&M ain't great, but you've got them. Missouri. I know it's at home, but I mean, just the Conzo Martin factor for me. That seems like the perfect chance for the Vols to get a swift kick in the nuts. A terrible Conzo Martin coach team to come in and beat you. Yeah, that's just Conzo. So that 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 just seems like the right time. Yeah. So that that game scares me just because of that. 
because I'm a Vol, Vol fan. I know how it happens. Um, Florida's at home. That helps. But, I mean, they played us pretty tough. I think that uh, was at 11 points. 11-point um, victory looked, you know, it ended a lot farther apart than it should have probably. We, we ran away with it there at the end. South Carolina, um, the first half, you know, played you tough. And you know they're going to come in and give you a physical matchup. Those are all games that, especially we, we've been saying this, you're going to get everyone's best game at number one. At number one, I'm not counting any of those as an automatic win. Yeah, I mean, the good thing about this, it doesn't matter. You know, losses don't really matter at this point. No. You you know, you, you need to – there's some games you – you don't want to drop all those tough ones uh, at the end of the season or anything. But we've been – you know, where, I think it's just a matter of where your two to three losses come. Yep. And being the number one team, it could come to a, a Florida, maybe a South Carolina Um uh, you know, we feel you'll split the Kentucky game. Vandy did play us close. Was it because it was at home? Um, was it because, you know, they had the – was it because they knew they could knock off the number one team and, you know, not give us a game at number one? I, I don't know. Um, but they did play us tough. and uh, Kentucky wrecked them last night. They did. It was bad. They looked like they didn't want to be there. Yeah. Which I don't blame them. I mean, after the first half, I think they were down by 30. Um, I don't know if I'd want to be there either. Yeah. <laughs> so – they did almost – I think they were only lost the second half by five, but Arkansas also beat us in the second half. So, that's not always fair to look at. Right. But that that did happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just looking at the schedule, I'm not counting anything as a guaranteed win right now because, again, I've been a Vol fan for far too long to say, yep, that's a win. I'm going to say Saturday is definitely a win because Texas A&M is absolutely horrible. You should win it, but I'm, I'm a Vol fan and I know not to count it. I'm just saying this this team is a different team than we've ever seen before. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, things can happen. I mean, look at look at Vandy. Things things happen. And yeah, Vandy's a I think Vandy's a better team than Texas A and M. Now, yeah. stats don't necessarily prove that. Um but I think you know, I think they are. Um I mean I guess not much better. They're just one game better in SEC play. Let's look at South Carolina before I guess we get into A and M. Um just another great game from Tennessee as a team. Um, yeah, you had your your two main guys lead you in scoring, which is huge. Uh, but Grant Williams didn't have to go score 40 to win this game. Um, no. In fact, Admiral Schofield, is he back? He's back. He's back. That, he that found three that shot. Hit, hitting that guy's face. Um, lead us, leads us in scoring, I believe. Leads, yeah, Todd and rebounding with Grant, but um, had nine rebounds as well. Um, just a game from him. And, man, he was dead. You know, he was willing to go in and, and fight – down low he had a lot of points at the rim and i mean that that definitely got him in the groove and um yeah i just uh i think that helped him confidence wise when he was able to shoot that one three and and go in and then he was perfect from the free throw line you can't get a much better game from admiral schofield um and then you have i mean you had plenty of contributors too yeah, and he's just a guy that can fill up the stat sheet with um nine re- rebounds we had three guys that were one stat away from a double double. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Grant had nine nine rebounds. He had not. He had eight rebounds in the second half. Right. Um, yeah. And I want to point out a little bit of from that game. South Carolina was only down three, and Tennessee was able to hit three threes in a row, and then right then it was a twelve point ball game. Yeah. And they never looked back. So I mean, this team has the capability to do that every night, just like. To put it on you. Yeah, I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think it might have been the Arkansas after the Arkansas game. Um, they Tennessee is a very streaky team in terms of just in terms of 
I mean, obviously Streaky and the Rottbergs. When you think of Streaky, you hear you think of off and on. They're just like either on or really on so yeah. far. That's what we've seen. Like if they're, you know, they may not go score every possession, but they're probably half and half possession. Five, let's say five possessions, and then the next five they'll score all five possessions, and you know, like it's easy. Mm-hmm. So they can do that. They can they stay with teams and then they can break away in no time. And then last night, like you said, was a perfect example. Um, and this was a game too where the guy that we talked about that you know was gonna kind of was gonna be one of the keys. Um, we were able to their guard play was not good. And I mean that's a no. and that's a that's credit to our guard play and, and what they did defensively. Um, and I mean, really, our help defense down low too. A lot of time, not a lot, a few times, our guards got beat uh, to the rim, and there there was help defense there to either force a pass or ready to block a shot or just you know cause chaos there. Um, but took was able to pretty much take AJ Lawson out of it, and then um, Silva kind of kind of had his way. I, I mean, he's a good basketball player though. Uh, he was uh, he was getting fouled. Um, he was fouling that not a lot got called. He probably should have fouled out earlier, but he was getting fouled too. He was getting banged around the rim. He had he had a double double with twenty eight points. He's a good player. Yeah, and yeah, you know he he had twenty eight on you, but that wasn't enough. That I mean they they took everyone else out of the game, and I guess at one point they pretty much said if you're gonna beat us, it's like Silva's gonna have to do it all. Yeah. So which hey no I can promise you not one guy's gonna beat this team. No, absolutely, and that's that's I feel like every team we played, Saban Lee had a great. Um, showing against us, John Petty had a a career game for him. You no, know, not one guy is going to beat us, right? Um, and, and what what team do you know in the country that a, a player can score twenty eight points and ten rebounds and still lose by twenty two points? Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah, it's very rare. Um, this Tennessee team, man, I, I think we're getting. I mean, that South Carolina team, we knew they weren't great. We said we said on Wednesday night or last Thursday, I think we recorded on a Thursday last time, um, that. Or yeah, sorry, Sunday night, whatever it was, Monday night. We said that you need to win this, probably win this game by double digits. Like that, that's in the realm of possibility. And they, I mean, yeah, they they did it. They they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, and you're you're at, you don't have your six man. Pro, I mean, he's got to be at right now the favorite for six man of the year, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you don't you 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 lose him to a knee injury, apparent knee injury in pregame. Um, so you're looking for more minutes from probably well, John Petty will probably be up there too. Yeah. Oh, is he six? He comes off the bench. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but you know, you're asking for more, probably more minutes from Pons, definitely from Almonte. Yeah, he starts, but more minutes from him. Um, and then Jalen Johnson as well. Kyle Alexander gets in foul trouble, fouls out again. Uh, you're asking for more minutes from Derek Walker and John Fulkerson. And credit to Derek. And I, what's wild is I thought before I actually even heard Admiral Schofield's interview. I don't know if you heard it. Um, I was just thinking, getting ready for the podcast today, and I thought. Jalen Johnson and Derek Walker, I knew they hadn't recorded a lot of stats, but man, they played good basketball. Yeah, they they Jalen Johnson especially um, played really good defense. He he's lengthy, and that helps us a lot because I mean, not a lot of our guards outside of Ponds are lengthy. Bowden, he's got you know he can he can play pretty good defense with his hands, but Jalen Johnson's got that length, and he was able to help us defend on the perimeter. Um, he created a ton of space on the offensive end. More than he gave us more offensively than Pons normally does. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he just he and he made a big shot, played good basketball, grabbed a rebound. Derek Walker finally looks athletic like he should. Um, he's banging around in the post. He he got an he got a chance at an and did he hit the and one? He yeah, it. he did. He did hit the and one. Yeah. Um, really good play. 
And poor guy just finally plays a good basketball game, uh, in my opinion. Normally, I think that for a guy who's probably your eighth man, seventh man, eighth man, uh, about all you could ask from him. You know, you're not looking for that guy to come in and record a lot of stats and then just can't hit a free throw. Yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, he's not often in that situation. So hopefully, I'm sure with the way this team works, he was in the gym this morning shooting free throws. Yeah. There was one play that stood out to me is he saw Jordan Bone. I guess he saw the look in his eye that Jordan Bone was going to the hole. And he sealed it. Yeah. Yeah. The the seal, he he sealed two guys, his guy and then the guy who's uh, guarding Bone as well. And Bone was. Made an easy basket, yeah. Um, off a made basket, and that can't happen. That that's what m- made me think South Carolina was absolutely horrible, because after a made basket, Tennessee or basically Jordan Bone, uh, Lamonte did it too, but um, was able to get the ball from the inbound and take it coast to coast, yeah. Without like anybody stepping in front. They of them. weren't good in transition, both no. off rebounds and. And I, th- I think that's where we are, are so dangerous is we can get up the floor. All of our bigs can get up the floor as mm-hmm. well. Um, and, and I feel like that's how we need to attack teams going forward. Yeah, we. I mean, I feel like it. it it's a great thing that I think we have. Oh, Admiral Schofield's comments before I get to that. He, he said in his interview he feels like the two players of the game were Jalen Johnson and Derek Walker. And I can't remember when Grant Williams said it. It might have been after the game last night, but I feel like it was earlier. He said Jalen Johnson's probably one of the best players on this team, and you know, he just doesn't get to see the court much. He's young, and he just hasn't found a place to fit in yet and still works hard every day. Um, and then, I guess it was after this game, when his number's called, he, he plays. And he got 14 minutes. That's the most he's had all year, probably almost combined yeah, probably. With, every, with all of his games. Um, so that's what Admiral Schofield had to say. And I was like, man, I agree completely. I don't know if I'd say players of the game, but they're definitely a big credit in the win. Um, and that that's – you know, that speaks volumes of this basketball team where guys that don't see the floor are able to come in and produce right. when their number's called. Right. Uh, between Fulgerson, Walker, and Johnson, we had 11 points. I, I feel like that's quality. Um, and Fulgerson was able to give us some rebounds. He did trip over his own feet one time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought he broke his whole leg. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people <clears throat> thought he got fouled. I thought there was a chance he got fouled, but I thought it was a safe assumption that he Definitely tripped over his legs. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if he got touched. He did. I, th- I yeah, think okay. somebody went back and watched the replay and said no. But I mean, I, I said, I think someone turned to me and said, "Did he not get fouled?" And I was like, "He might have." But <coughs> if I had to bet, he tripped over his own legs. <laughs> um, I mean, I've done that before, where your leg just like gives out, or you like you step wrong on your ankle and you just like have to fall down. And it was good that he had the awareness to get it to his teammate before he actually like fell to the ground. Oh, he fell to the ground on that. The one that went out of bounds, though. The second long pass from Bone, that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay, I'm thinking of one where he's at the top of the key and just like Yeah, I do know. Yeah, that was a makeup athletic play. Yeah, I (laughs) guess. He somehow got some athletic. Oh, unathletic? A little bit athletic. It was definitely a wide guy play. Yeah. It was definitely a wide guy play. Um, Yeah, I I had actually forgotten about that until you said it. Yeah, the the one. So he got the the, uh, Hail Mary pass from Bone and hit the layup on the first one. And then a couple plays later, I mean, not – Soon after, so I th- I thought he got fat. I thought he at least got touched. Okay, I thought someone watched it. Maybe maybe they were watching the other play. I don't okay. know. Maybe I was just confused with what they were talking about. I thought I saw someone tweet that they watched it and he didn't. I didn't see him get touched personally, but I wasn't like looking for that. So how many times did Grant get knocked to the floor and they did not call a foul? Schofield got. I'm pretty sure two hands shoved out of bounds one time and they didn't call it. 
I was pretty mumble. Like Grant could have had like three and ones, but yeah. they just didn't call a foul. Yeah, it because was, it was Silva, or, and they had they they put those big tall white guys on Grant. Yeah, and that number thirteen, Hossy or however you say it, he is horrible. No, he no. is the worst they college were, basketball player I've ever seen in my entire life. They were not good. I love when Grant and Schofield does this too. They just face them up. They just face guys up, and whenever they're Weaker, stronger, you can see them slowly backing up. They're just creating space by staring at the guy. Yeah. Like they're not even moving. They turn and face him up. And when Schofield did his three, he did that. Turn and face him up. The guy took a small step back thinking he was about to dribble at him and he just pulled up in his face. And then yeah, Grant does that from like 13 feet all the time. They do a great job of just watching film and knowing what people's weakness are. Yeah. Weakness is and you know, uses that against them. If you saw Grant last night, um, he, he hit it over a couple guys, and then he got the ball in the paint, and as soon as he touched it, he went up. Um, and a, a guy thought he was just going to, like, back him down, but he just, like, went up and, and hit it over over the top of him. So, you know, that this team does a great job of doing that. Mm. This team is fun to watch, man. I I was with some people I didn't know, so I'm sure they thought I was crazy. First half, I was nervous. And I was like, this is it. This is where we drop the game. Like, And this South Carolina team, I think these games scare me to an extent just because, like, We've had teams that shot really well that normally don't against us, um, you know that kind of thing. And then it, them having Silva made me a little nervous just because, you, you know, you do kind of rely on Alexander now to be that guy, and obviously Grant helps, but um, you do kind of rely on that. And then I didn't watch enough to say if AJ Lawson could play anything. The only guard that's given us fits is Saban Lee, and it was just because he was so fast. Yeah, and I, I didn't watch <clears throat> enough to say if he was fast or not. So I just I was unsure. Um, to decide if he was that fast. Obviously, he's fast, but is he faster than Bone Lamonte? I wasn't sure of. I, w- I wouldn't so. say anybody in this league is faster no. than Jordan well, Bone. Definitely not, you know, straight line speed. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. But, you know, the ability to get around him that yeah. fast. So, because that, that obviously changes. Jordan Bone looked insane last yeah, night. He did. I mean, just pulling up the I full love, court passes. I love his confidence to shoot now. Yeah. Like, it. It spreads the floor so much when one of your guards can get the ball at the top of the key and with enough space shoot it. Because the next time that dude's going to step out, or for the rest of the game, that dude's going to step out on him. And if you step, he's going yeah. by you. Yeah, he's going to go by you, or you you can set something up at the key, top of the key. It does so much. Yeah, I love. And it. Lamonte is pretty um, reverse layup. He's I was off the baseline. I was going to mention that. I'm glad you said that. His ability. I feel like this year. So last year when we talked about who our guard, point guard was going to be between Bone, uh, Daniels, and Lamonte, like who was going to take the reins. We always kept saying it had to be Bone. Bone's the only one that's aggressive and goes to the hole. You've got to have that in your point guard. Um, you know, Lamonte just wasn't that style. Uh, and he's still not as much as Bone, uh, but he's been much more aggressive at the rim. And his ability, I mean, like now I feel comfortable with, obviously we prefer Bone in the game. And his but, speed is underrated too. Yeah, he, he's fast. But he, he's been... Even, you know, the day he came back from Georgia, and I guess he just said in his head, I'm not going to be able to hit threes with his shoulder just right off the bat. I've got to go to the hole. He has been aggressive, and he's gone after it. And yeah. That's helped us a ton, too. He He's changed it not just as much as Bone, but he he's changed it for us, too. His, for us too. But if he's open, he's shooting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not going to drive unless he has to. Yeah, he doesn't care. No. I mean, like that one transition three where the dude was, like, jogging to him. And we hit it. I was like, why did you just jog to Lamonte Turner wide open? 
from yeah. the corner or not the corner. The and elbow. you need guys like that who are just like without hesitation is just willing to launch it up. Right. Right. Uh, I mean, look at Steph Curry. Look at all the confidence he has in his shot. Yeah. Like that's big. To to be that confident where you shoot and you know it's going to go in and you can turn around and actually like do something like celebrate the shot before it goes in right. and it goes in. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, and I mean, a good example, if you want to watch someone, is Eves Ponds. He looks like what I think I would look like out there if I got the ball. Yeah. Like, I know, like, my first reaction when I touch that ball would be like, oh, shit, get this out of my hands right now. And that's the, that's the look on him. And then he draw, he gets a pretty open look. You know, the dude can jump. He jumps over the basket when he shoots. And he's from, what, six feet away, eight feet away, and airballs it. Nice pass to Grant Williams, but he airballed it. Yeah. and Because he just he freaks out with the ball in his hand. He doesn't know what to do. He gets it, and he, he wants to pump fake. He doesn't want to shoot. And guys don't step out to him, so he shoots it. So they didn't give them, him the assist, I, I'm guessing. I, I, I thought it was a great pass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right it was him. beautiful. And but. then they, they mentioned that Grant was saying that uh, they just know kind of what each other's weaknesses and, yeah. and strengths are. So they kind of know, like, if they were to shoot, where the ball would go. Right. If it were to miss. And um, this team, just how they play as a team. And I think, you know, the more I watch, I I, I think this more and more. Uh, One of the reasons we give up, and it's got to get fixed. I'm not saying it's okay now. I'm just saying one of the reasons is our help defense is so good that if a guy gets beat, we've got like three guys stepping to the ball and forcing that. I mean, how how many uncontested layups or plays at the rim have people made against us? I'm going to go with hardly any. I mean, I, I wish I could put a number on it, but I can't. Yeah. But there's not been a lot because so many guys, like, which I guess I'm kind of fine with in the scheme, grand scheme of things. You're going to think, wide you know, I definitely prefer the two points versus the wide open three. But, I mean, as long as we can get where, we're, where we are rotating correctly and you have a guy ready to step out to the open man on the three, then then fine because we, we don't give up easy stuff. No. And, honestly, the easy threes have been few and far between since – Probably Vandy. Yeah. There haven't been many open through. We've gotten that just about figured out. I mean, West. I think West Virginia. We you gave up like one or two that were just your guy was behind because of a ball off ball screen or something, um, things like that. But I, I don't remember last night thinking that was a, you know that was a terrible. We gave them an easy look. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely do a good job of um, you know making people earn their shots. Mm-hmm. Even even that Vandy game, like. There were a lot. We, there were a lot of threes. It was after they got hot, though, which yeah. killed us. But yeah, there were a lot of threes that, that you know, didn't come easy in the second half. Right. And Matt Ryan, I think it was his name, hit a turnaround fadeaway with yeah. somebody right in his face, and you're like, oh, I think it was God. someone big. To, uh, it might have been Bowden. It was someone that he or probably maybe Schofield or something. Maybe, yeah, it was yeah. someone he probably shouldn't have hit it against, though. Um, but I, I think Jordan Bone is the most underrated point guard in the country. I know they said yeah. it last night, but. I, I think that is a given. I, I definitely think he is very underrated. I think NBA scouts are, are seeing this guy's speed, seeing his ability to shoot the basketball from deep, and it's just like, wow. You you have now – we you mean, we t- we've talked about it all year. It's now becoming popular. How many players weren't even in the top 100 of their class? Or none of them were. Yeah. Except for, I guess, Burns was. But he's No, he played. wasn't. He wasn't? 101. Wow. Um, so, none of them. I just figured he didn't count since he wasn't really yeah. playing. Um, and, and now you have two first-round picks. At least, ah, that's a stretch, two other NBA prospects in Bowden and Bone. 
Alexander, I'm going to go with, gets a chance to get on a team. Yeah. Um, and then Lamonte probably gets a chance to get on a team. I mean, I I definitely think there's five or six guys on this team that we could see on NBA yeah. rosters. Which is wild. And, and maybe not on the NBA, like, dress list, but maybe in the in the G yeah, League or something in, like that. Yeah, they might be on two-way <clears throat> contracts where they're getting, you know, in and out every often. But if Bone keeps this up. And just keep and it keeps getting better. I don't know like, what else can he really get better at at this point. But if he keeps getting better, I guess. I mean, he, I think he I can think be the a, only thing is him just <clears throat> being able to um, dribble moves. I guess. Yeah. Just like kind of like yeah. Kyrie has all the he moves does kind of just beat people around <clears throat> speed. Yeah, he just uses speed. But I think if he's if he's able to you know get some more handles on him, right. You know that I mean, and I'm just nitpicking because right, he's played I think great. He, yeah, so you know maybe that's the only thing that might set him apart. Yeah, man, this is gonna be a fun team to watch uh, the rest of the way in March. I hope we go far. I hope we're in the final four mix. We'll get into some of that later. Um, I mean, it starts on Saturday though. You got you do have to go in, like you said. It's a game you should win. You Wait, want you, you forgot. South Carolina's biggest highlight was when we missed two free throws, and they, they, they got thanks free Derek Walker for the free Chick Fil A. We appreciate it. Yeah, but I mean, like that was the loudest cheer of the entire night. Yeah, in Columbia, I love it. Yeah, I didn't hear it because I didn't have the TV on, turned off like the volume, but um, I did see everybody tweet about it. So yeah, a lot of people were upset. I was like, who? I mean, that is a stupid thing, but who cares? And didn't that um, South Carolina quarterback? Uh, Sonny. Yeah. I wonder what he's uh, got to say. Yeah. Not a good look. Went to his own funeral, I guess. Already taken L's. <laughs> Hopefully that's a... I said it was a baptism. It wasn't a yeah. funeral. It was a baptism. Fair enough. Hopefully that's a common th- common theme throughout the rest of the season. Going to your own funeral. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, don't wear black against us. That's for sure. They yeah. didn't... Which South Carolina didn't wear black. So I don't know why. Which yes. we also did an orange out at home when we wear white. Again, I don't... <laughs> I don't. I just don't get that. I mean, I get. I guess the sentiment, but I feel like you should. If you're gonna like out a team, like out a game, then your team should be wearing that color. Color. Yep. Which I, I think you should wear solid at home and away at on the road. Somebody said that that has to do with soccer. Soccer. I mean, I don't know why basketball does it, but soccer. They just kind of did that after. Gotcha. So soccer. soccer used to do that, and I guess it's like the thing to do, but it's kind of gone away from that. I mean, like, the pro teams kind of just wear their main jersey, and not all of them are white. Like, Real Madrid's is white, but Arsenal and Chelsea wear red and blue at home. Man, you wears red at home. Like, the white's rare now at home. It's, okay. It, it, it's an old soccer thing. It probably, I'm going to assume, I don't know the history. I'm going to assume it probably started with Real Madrid because they're, like, known for their white kits. Okay. So, But high school, the good news is high school's going to, we wear solid at home and white away, which is a good thing because now you can wear, like, alternate, you know, you can wear a different... Because we have two solid jerseys, but we can only wear them away. So that's kind of lame. Like, your oh, yeah. students and stuff never see those jerseys because... Right. And they're changing that? Yeah, so now we wear solid at home. Okay, that's So, cool. like, the same thing for Tennessee. Like, if they did wear their gray or did wear their... Which they can work it out, but it should just be common for now on. If they did want to wear their gray or their white or their a different orange jersey, it would have to be worn on the road right now. Doesn't a football team do that? LSU wears white at home. Okay, that yeah, that's what it was. And for a while, Seymour used to wear white at home. Not when we were in high school, but before that. Like when uh-huh. John was in high school, they used to. Yeah. Maybe not every game, but I remember them doing that for South Doyle. So. Hmm. Weird. 
Yeah. And yeah, it, the basketball may just carried over from soccer. That, I mean, that's what I read. I don't know if that's. I don't know. The, true, I don't know the history of basketball. I mean, obviously, soccer is older than basketball, so it's very possible. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, that's all I've got for the South Carolina game, though. Took care of business. Look to do the same thing at College Station this. Just this a business week. trip. Just a business trip. Texas A&M is not a great team. They are eight and ten overall and one and five in SEC play. Their only win though, coming over someone who gave us trouble, Alabama, by one. By one. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a great win. And they've got some bad losses uh, throughout the yeah. throughout the early season. Texas too. Southern, UC Irvine. Hey, hey, Texas Southern is the the Myers. The only, I didn't even. No, wait, no, no, no. If you told that's, me, no, that's UTEP. But yeah, what did Texas Southern though? Te- what Texas, Texas Western? Western yeah. yeah, okay. okay. Sorry, <laughs> but it was UTEP. But like, now it's it, UTEP. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So Texas Southern, the only like, I wouldn't even know they had a basketball team or a school. Yeah, I was about to say. But they played North Carolina when North Carolina won the whole thing. Okay. They played them the first round. They're the 16 seed. Gotcha. That's the only reason I know what they are. So did A and M lose to a 16 seed? 16 seed? Question is that, what, is that what I'm hearing? Is this Virginia? Do what? Virginia? Yeah, they're the next Virginia. They're, they're Baltimore the, County. The worst Virginia. The Maryland, worst Virginia. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, this like you said, this A&M team is not impressive. Now, the one thing they – I mean, I guess their strong suit, if they have one, is their guard play. They've got two guards that are probably their better players. Um, but, I mean, they're averaging just under 13 points. Like, they're not impressive by any yeah. means. Like, they, they don't do anything that scares me. Um, as a team, they average 13 assists per game. I, I think that's probably more than most SEC teams, but we play we usually play good defense and limit limit assists. Um, so I, I don't know. They they don't re you know they oh sorry I flipped their rebounds. They do rebound decently well, which is surprising because I don't think they have any great bigs from what I've found. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to break down for this A and M team. They're not great. Um, especially with the way our guards are playing right now, this is another twenty-point game potentially. Yeah, it should be. But they're shooting forty-four percent from the field. I don't see anybody beating us unless they shoot over fifty. We're sh- we're shooting fifty-one from the field. Um, three guys that barely average double figures. We have five, almost six. Yeah, Alexander I think has nine averages nine points. I think mean, Flag is their best player. He's listed as a guard, but he averages 8.1 rebounds per game. So, I want to say he's more like a Schofield type. Right, probably. Um, but I, I do think if they're able to rebound like that, I think you need more minutes from Alexander than you've got the past two games. Right, sure. and I last last night again, I meant to mention this, I didn't realize he got in foul trouble so fast. Again. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess he was just in on some tight calls that I didn't realize went to him. Again, didn't have the TV turned up. Um, so, maybe I just didn't realize it. They went to him, but yeah, he. he I agree. He's definitely got to. He's got to give us more minutes. Um, I don't see a single a one player being able to come in and out rebound. Again, Alexander's got to stay in the game. Alexander. I mean, even Fulkerson. He's going to create chaos. Yeah. Um, Derek Walker, if he can play that physical, that's help. Um, and then you know with Schofield and yeah in the game and. Um, and Lamonte does really good rebounding, obviously, you know, away from the rim. Like any loose balls, he's really good at getting And Bo- Bone is a good rebound. Bone yeah. had five rebounds last yeah. night. I saw that. Yeah, so, I mean, we've, we've got guys that can – we've got plenty of guys that can rebound. I actually really don't know how many we average in a game. I've never looked that up. 
It's like 39. Is it 39? Okay. I thought, see, I kind of thought it might, yeah, it is 39. I thought it potentially could be higher. Yeah. I think they average like the exact same that we do. They do. Yeah. Um, I've noticed a lot of teams average right around 39, so that just must be the sweet number. Yeah. But um, I wonder what the spread is for this. Do you know? I haven't looked at it. I'm going to go look that up. On You guys know what I'm going to look it up on? My bookie. My bookie. Uh, I definitely think if, if Bowden's not 100%, you don't play him. No, there's there's just no reason there's to. There's no reason to. And, I mean. I think the same for last night is, is I'm, you know. I'm going to imagine that's what it was about. Was yeah. You kind of uh, risk to reward kind of deal. Yeah. You didn't sweat it too much. I, and, you know, I kind of wonder if we get keep getting Jalen Johnson more minutes. Is he going to get better? Obviously, you know, you don't have a lot of games to experiment. That's why I thought we should have got him in and more of those, you know, smaller games that we were winning by 20, 25. Yeah. Um, I feel like we didn't get him in enough, which he's young. Yeah, um, and I, I feel like a lot of that um, – I feel like you could have got him in a lot more when Lamonte was out. As yeah, well. exactly. And, I, you know, in, at, at one point when everyone was kind of talking like – and I think I said it, I was like, I don't know if he comes back now. Like, if it's mental, that's that's tough. And so you're, I was kind of worried about that. Obviously, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Um, but I mean, definitely at that point, I'm thinking you got to get him some, got to get him some minutes. Uh, but I mean, again, yeah, he didn't register a lot of stats. And obviously, when you have a guard like that, you want him to score. But we don't need that when we have Lamonte and Bone scoring in double digits. Um, so we really just need him to come in and, and be a part of the play and, um, you know, create. You're not always going to create stuff with baskets or maybe even assists, but just at least do stuff on the floor that can that can help us out. So Yeah, and just taking a look at Texas A and M, they average around seventy two points per game. We're averaging eighty six. We only allow sixty seven. So yeah. we're right there where they usually average. Yeah, I, I don't see them scoring over seventy. No. Don't I don't see it. I was surprised that uh South, South Carolina. Carolina got there. Yeah. For it's a close. minute I, for a minute I didn't think they would. They could have stopped at the lucky number. They could have. Gronk's, that would have been nice. Gronk's favorite number. Yeah. And he just thinks it's funny. Yeah. Just thinks it's funny. Just dudes being dudes. Dudes being Um, I, I do they don't have a line on my bookie, so I guess I'm just gonna have to You think like I guess Rob is kind of like a frat name. Yeah. Yeah. Might be maybe like an old frat name, like a you know eighties frat name, but it's a frat name. Rob. So I'm trying to – I wonder what the score – I'm trying to be a gambling addict. No one's letting me. Rob and Tom. <laughs> Anything that has like three or four letters is a frat name. Oh, definitely. I only got five. I'm good. Mine's definitely my frat name. Which is biblical. It is. It's very biblical. <laughs> my full name is very biblical. Uh, I can't find this anywhere. It's kind of disappointing. Like now I'm like stuck on finding it. Oh, 31, I think. No, that's – that was for Corpus Christi. So Texas A&M Corpus Christi, that line was at 31. Did we cover that game? Will you look for that. Look at that real quick. Well, I'll try to find this line. It's got to, it. It had to be close. Yeah, I don't remember how much we won that one by. It was 28. 28. Dang, Tennessee you can't cover. I don't. I don't trust them anymore. They're they shouldn't be the number one team. <laughs> Good teams win. Great teams cover. That's right. Okay, I can't find this line anywhere. I'm going to go with that line's got to be at, mm, let's go 17 and a half. That's what I'm going to guess. We'll check it on. We'll check it before the game on Saturday. Yep. If I'm wrong, 
I don't know what I'll do. We'll think I, I think we'll you think go into that. this game, dominate the paint, use PB and J. I think you you get get several guys in double digits. Again. Yeah, you you you, get, you have guys that can go off at any time. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to see a game where we just I dominate defensively, like yeah, just where they can't do nothing's going. And I feel like this is a good opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. I I would love to see us do that in a game. and. When you cause turnovers, you get out in transition and score easy baskets. That kills a yeah. team. Absolutely oh, yeah. kills a team. And I mean, I, I have been impressed with our again. This is this is a lot of Alexander, our rim protecting ability this year. Um, nothing easy's gone around there. Uh, and so I mean, if you can just get a full forty minutes where you just dominate, and I but I mean that's got to carry over too to protecting the three. Yeah, I don't want to see a bunch of free three balls going. I want to see a twenty-five point game from Kyle Alexander this year. Okay, dang. That's a lot. What's yeah. his what's his high, you think? Fifteen? Think yeah, it's that? Yeah, it can't be very much. I'll check that real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I think he had a fifteen point game. That's why I'm gonna go that. But I can't remember. I'm just saying by the end of the season. I'm not saying Saturday. Right. I want right. I want a twenty five point. However, game. wouldn't that be a great bounce back because he's not played he's fouled out in the first five yeah. minutes of every game? And I would love to see a forty point game from Jordan Bone. So Alexander's averaging nine points per game. That's honestly more than I thought he'd have. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You're at. You're looking for what? Sorry. What was that? Saying? I want Jordan Bone to have a forty point game. Oh, that'd be awesome. Dude, his season high is nineteen at Wake Forest. Oh yeah, he was. He was a beast. I forgot about that. I wonder what his season high was last year. Oh God, four. No, nah, he had some double digit games. Fourteen was his season high last year yeah. against Ole Miss. Old Pitts. We destroyed them last year. They're horrible. Uh, and they – did they play last night? They did, didn't they? No, that was Mississippi State. State played Alabama. I don't know. I know they're the top – besides Kentucky and um, Auburn, there's a lot of people that just doesn't look very good. Mm-mm. So, they're playing right now. They're playing Auburn. Florida. Right Are they? Ole Misses, yes. Auburn hadn't looked great. As of late, um, it's very it's very did weird. You, did you see the Mississippi State player? I probably should use this is my. We'll do a freebie stupidity. Um, he said that uh, they haven't been shooting well because of the Nike balls. That's why they didn't shoot well. I guess maybe Kentucky. Who said that? One of the Mississippi State players. Oh my he God. said they can't shoot well with the Nike balls. I'm like, would you maybe express that to your coach and say, hey, let's get some Nike balls at practice before we play a Nike team? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll just switch to Nike, like everybody else. <laughs> I also wonder why at the college level do you not have like everybody use the same ball? Are they the only Adidas team in the SEC? There's no way. Florida's Jordan yeah, now, but they're Nike. basically Nike. I mean Nike. There's no way. That's the only team I can think of. Yeah, Auburn's Nike, to... Ole Miss is Nike, Missouri. South LSU. Carolina and Auburn are under armor. Yep. But I don't think anybody else is Adidas. No. Texas A&M is Adidas. Oh. Yeah. Because did you see Jimbo Fisher's son? I think it was this year. Had a I can, Obviously this year. This is his first year. He had, a, I think, a Nike hat. And I guess since he was staying on the sideline, they made him, like, put tape over it. <laughs> oh, really? He had, he had something Nike and was having to wear tape over it, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, we have a Twitter question. Oh, okay. I'll Ethan see Dixon. I can answer that. I don't know. At Vallsboy2002. Will Derek Walker and Johnson find a spot in the rotation, or is the rotation already pretty much in stone? 
the only way I see one of them working in is Derek Walker maybe works in over Fulkerson if he keeps playing well. Yeah. And then potentially you see a Jalen Johnson work in if a guard's banged up. Yeah. Other than that, no. I mean, no it's one – none of those guys are going to well, be a starter this year. You know, if Jalen Johnson's a better – no. If Jalen Johnson's a better defender, not better than Pons. I don't think he'd be better than Pons, but better than we maybe think. Maybe gets more minutes than Pons. Yeah, because he I, definitely could, gives us more offensively. I could see that if he's as good as Grant Williams is saying he is, then right. You know, definitely. I, I don't think Pons has earned anything. No, I and Pons just looks more and more lost. The more he plays, the more lost he looks. Um, I I knew he wouldn't be starting. I knew I didn't know how long it could go, but I didn't think he could start in March. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe he'd at least make it to February, halfway right. through February, until we got into that tough game stretch. Um. And, and again, Rick Barnes kind of left that door open for him to pinch, potentially maybe still start some games. Um, man, I wish he was good. I like him. I like watching. He is. I love. I think the most real tweet I've seen about him was, "Man, Pons would be really good at his sport. I don't know what that sport is, but he's good at it." Yeah. <laughs> and I agree. Yeah. He's good at a sport, but I don't know what yeah. the hell it is. We're not sure. <laughs> we'll get back to you. You know, maybe next year. But we know he's good at it. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Um, okay, is that all we got? If you plan on traveling to College Station or just need tickets for another game, get them for Kentucky soon, by the way. You're going to get ripped off if you wait until. Like, they're going to go for like $500. Yeah. So, but we got friends for you that can help you. I can't help you, but I got friends who can help you. Yep. And we'd like to take a second to tell you about them. Our friends at Take Splits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees, unexplained service charges, at TickSplits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. TickSplits. Guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. Head on over there. Get your tickets. Trust me, you're going to want to see this team play. They're fun to watch. In, I mean, on TV, they're fun to watch, but also fun to watch on uh, on in person. So. Yeah, and you can tell the grandkids one day, you saw the best Tennessee basketball team ever. Exactly. I mean, I guess it could get better, but from what i've seen in my 23 years i definitely think it's the best tennessee basketball team i've ever seen oh yeah i would i mean there's some individual players that you know might make it on there for me but as a team the best one i've seen which i mean i've not been alive too long but yeah the best one i've seen first time How are since you? like 45 yeah first time <laughs> since 1945 <laughs> um, that they've been undefeated in January. Caleb's actually 23. I don't want you to think I he's am. actually 40. I'm almost, we're both almost. We're both getting old. You're really about to get old. I am. Hey, about a week. I kind of just, dude, like February hit me in a hurry. Like I was like, I think so. Yeah. So that border balls this weekend. And are you playing it? I don't know. I feel weird about you it. You can play Mount Olive. I feel weird Olive. about it. Yeah, I feel you. Um, but yeah, so I didn't, so I knew it was the first weekend in February. Sam's like, are you playing? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, this is Saturday. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, it just it snuck up on me. Mm-hmm. So, it's getting close to March. It is, which is madness. Ooh. It's madness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know where we're at now. Um, 
I guess we're going to stay on. We are talk. recruiting. We're, oh, okay. oh no, we got college basketball. I forgot. Still on college basketball. I didn't know how we were going to do that because I knew order got thrown thrown up a little thrown up. That's not the right word. Ooh, thrown around it, a little bit like a piece uh, of wood. Like a piece of wood. Um, but yeah, we're just going to. I guess I, I didn't know how you want to do this. Just predict our one seeds. I guess. Yeah. And um, and then what was your other thing you wanted to do? Just talk about some guys that. You know, you've seen from other teams this year that you you really like, um, and you know, we'll, I guess just talk about college basketball. Okay, um, I mean, I just think dudes being dudes, dudes being dudes. I think my first one, or both of our first ones, probably uh, is pretty obvious, and that's um, that's Tennessee. Orange goggles, huh? Orange goggles, orange goggles for sure. Like, <laughs> we're not, I don't, they're not that good of a team. I know it, yeah. But I've got my orange goggles on, so I'm gonna go. I mean, Tennessee's. Unless just shit hits the fan, they're going to be a one seed come March. Um, but don't pick us. Do it. Yeah, don't. Please don't. Um, I'm assuming you have Tennessee. Yeah. Who's your other number one seed? I definitely think Duke is right there with Tennessee. Is Again, unless playing shit hits the, the fan. Playing the best basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone today said that they only had one player. I was like, oh, okay. We're not watching the same Duke team. I mean, they have one player that's dominant. Yeah. But they don't have one player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could say that about Tennessee, too. I mean, I think we, I think we can all, me and you can yeah. agree that we have four or five really good players. I think, well, and yeah, if you look at stats average, if you watch a Duke game, I'd probably because I feel like Grant Williams every night he has a quiet twenty, yeah. <laughs> like he's always quiet. Whereas like Zion's more in your face, gonna dunk it. So yeah, um, so maybe that's why I think that because I do maybe kind of understand where they're coming from in terms of he's. I mean, he's on ESPN all the time. He's showy about his yeah. 25-point games. I mean, even when Grant Williams had 43, which half of them were free throws, I'm sitting there like, how in the world does he have 43 points? So, maybe that's why. Um, but, yeah, I, I I agree with in terms of Duke's got a full team, and, and um, that's someone I would love to dodge until the national championship. Yeah, I'd love to beat him, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it'd be fun to beat him in the national championship too. Because I hate Duke like with a burning passion. I will kill. No, okay, I won't say that. But <laughs> um, my next one seed. It's kind of tough. It gets dicey after this, I think, because I just don't know if Virginia can keep this up. Like I'm not convinced they can. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know who else would catch them. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Virginia. Okay, I'm gonna go Gonzaga. Um, just because they're not going to play anybody else for the That's rest true. of the season. I probably should have thought about that because I, I don't even have them as one seed. I, I should have thought about that. Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably going to end the season with two losses. Yeah. So, true. they'll probably end up there. It's a very good point. I, I have – I Michigan was my next one. I probably – if I was smart, I should have bumped Virginia and gone Gonzaga. Um, but, I, again, Michigan's – the Big Ten, I've been watching some Big Ten basketball because it's on on Sundays a lot. So, I've been watching some. Um Kind of just every, Michigan State, I thought had a good chance to win it, and they still do. They're not out of it by any means, um, but they got beat by a bad Purdue team. Not yep. bad, but they're not great. <laughs> Bad's a terrible word to use. Um, a team they should have beaten Purdue, and they they just seemed like they never had a chance. So that kind of scared me. Um, but I, I don't. I think Michigan has a uh, probably a course similar to ours to stay in their ranking, um, but I feel like they have the really good chance to be one seed. Yeah, I'll take Michigan as well. Um, I think they play really good defense. And they got some good players on that team that that can knock down shots. So I'm gonna go, especially that guy from. He's not from the United States. He's from somewhere else. 
I can't remember where. Um, but anyway, he's really good. I think Kentucky is right there too, you know, depending on how they finish yeah. out in the SEC. But they're playing good basketball right now. Right. I, I think we at least split a game with them, so that gives them four losses. Um, like you mentioned, Gonzaga is probably going to be a two-loss team. Duke, probably a two-loss team. Um, surely Michigan won't drop more than one or two more games. Um, so probably a two- or three-loss team. I'd be surprised. I, I'd be – I mean, Kentucky will be a two-seed, if, yeah. not, if not a one-seed. Yep. So, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know if they make that jump in there. I don't. So, we'll see. Which, I mean, realistically, Michigan State still has a chance to be a one-seed. Yep. I mean, there's still plenty of basketball to play. And Marquette doesn't have a great – um, in conference schedule, so you know they could end up being there with Marcus Howard, I think's his name, who's their really good guard. Another one lost team that shouldn't make it could Nevada. They didn't play. Any, they didn't play anybody did they before the season? No, and like I, I look conference. at them the same as Houston. Houston's twenty and one right now. Has Houston played. Did they see? I mean, the biggest thing for Gonzaga is they load up that front end of the schedule because they know if they're gonna if they want to be there at the top, they have to do that. Yeah. So. But they they're way more consistent than Houston or Nevada. Yeah. So that, oh, yeah, that's very sure. very different. Yeah, they definitely have some NBA talent on that team. Yeah. Um. Players to watch though, I've I've really enjoyed watching Cassius Winston, um, of Michigan State. Uh, I mean he's a he's a baller and he's lived up to the expectations too. I think he came in as a preseason All American, I believe. Um, a lot of people just thought he was going to carry that Michigan State team, and he's pretty much done that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with um, Howard. I think he's one of the best. He's one of my favorite players to watch in college basketball right now. Just can shoot the lights out. Um, I think he went off for 31 against Xavier the other night. So, I like to watch him play. I also like to watch um, Kobe White from North Carolina. He's just a freshman guard who wasn't on any NBA kind of radar this season, Mm -hmm. but has really – you know, turned it on and, you know, took over that starting role at North Carolina, which isn't an easy task as a freshman right. to come in there and compete in the ACC. But, you know, he's putting up, you know, 15 to 20 points every night with a ton of assists. So, and he's a taller guard. So I think he's, he'll, uh, his game will definitely um, be the, probably the same thing in the NBA. I probably need to watch more Vandy basketball just because I think I would enjoy watching Saban Lee play if he plays like he does against us. Yeah, he's a he was electric. I mean, his ability to get to the hole, um, draw people in, or you know even go up and score was was pretty impressive. Um, two guys from Gonzaga that I thought played us well and were fun to watch were Roy Hachimura and Brandon Clark, both really good. That, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the good thing about all the teams that we played close and. Um, outside, well, I mean, maybe even outside of Alabama. I don't know. Alabama played pretty good for a while in that game. Is that it's been good basketball? Like, I don't feel like our close games or our, even our loss to Kansas was just like bull crap. Yeah, you know, they they played good basketball and beat us, and it's been enjoy. It's been enjoyable to watch for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's been games where there's been some shit calls, but it's gone both ways. So, I also like to watch Ethan Hat from Wisconsin. He's probably the only player Wisconsin has that's worth anything. That he leads. His team in points, rebounds, and assists. And, I mean, that's hard to do. And he's just a typical white guy that's right. really good in college basketball. Reminds me a lot of Tyler um, Hansbro. Um, just as gritty and, you know, can score the basketball, but probably won't translate well to the NBA. We'll see. 
Yeah, like I mean, a Frank, like he's like Frank the Tank. Hey, Frank the Tank played. I mean, he's still in the league, but he was like a decent rookie. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, yeah, he's not been anything special, but yeah. I but mean, he's on a roster. He's making just, money. It's just those slow guys. What helps? What helps Frank is Frank Kaminsky is that at least he can shoot pretty well. But I mean, he's too slow to do anything else. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's Big Ten man. You you can't be fast and play in the Big Ten. Yeah. No, there's no such thing. Um, who'd you mention from Michigan? Somebody from Michigan. I thought you mentioned somebody from Michigan. Marcus Howard is from uh, Marquette. I thought you mentioned someone from Michigan, though. The, oh, the um, the guy that's not from... Yeah, yeah, I think that's who I'm thinking of. I don't know. He played last year in their tournament run, and like I was like, I like... He's white. That helps. Yeah. I was like, I like this guy a lot. I think I'm going to kind of cheer for him. Um, yeah, that's another guy that, that is that is fun to watch. He, um, he He's a... I don't, is, he a is he technically a forward or, or is he a guard? He's a forward. But he, um, I mean, he puts the ball on the floor and. Um, Brazadakis? Yeah. He puts the ball on the floor and he's willing to shoot. Uh, he's willing to shoot from just about anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a lot of fun to watch. I think that's the only white guy I had. It's disappointing. Surely I can find someone else. John Moran is fun to watch too from John Murray Fulkerson? State. John Fulkerson? No. John Moran. John Fulkerson? No. You don't have fun. I'll have fun watching him. It's like a, it's like a game of rolling dice. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on another team, maybe you like it? I don't know. Yeah. Not maybe. a fan. Um, recruiting news. Texas A&M plays LSU tonight, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. But recruiting news. Recruiting news. They're probably going to lose by 45. So, the last recruiting weekend until National Signing Day is upon us. And Tennessee has some guys that they're really trying to get in. Um They've got some official visits with Darnell Wright, who's a five-star offensive tackle, a three-star defensive lineman, Christian Williams from Memphis, uh, Christopher Russell um, from Dyersburg. He's a three-star inside linebacker. And then it's expected that George Pickens, a five-star wide receiver that's committed to Auburn, is expected to make an official visit this weekend. So, you know, I think that's something this staff lives for is getting these guys on campus for the last weekend. Yeah. You know, they're able to sway them toward Tennessee's way and anything can happen. Make that last, make that good lasting impression. Uh, it looks like Henry Tioto, it, it, it looks like Tennessee's kind of on the downward incline with him. Doesn't look like he's going to be, um, a vol after all, after all, I think Alabama is definitely a factor, but I think Washington right. is as well. I think he's from California those West Coast kids end up staying in the West Coast. Yeah, they're, def- they're definitely tough to get. Yeah. So, uh, I think he stays on the West Coast now. I, if you would have asked me a week ago, I thought Tennessee was the front runner, but it, it doesn't look like it's headed in that direction. Um, but Pruitt is going to go in home with him later this week. He'll get his last in-home visit. So, if anybody's going to close the deal, it's Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, he, he definitely has the, the best shot. Um, but numbers are tight. So yeah, Jerry Pruitt's doing one of those National Signing Day celebration. I just can't see him getting on stage and talking about. Yeah, I don't remember him doing one last year. It's twenty five dollars. Really? Wasn't it like ten? It was che- it was cheap one year. One year it was free for season ticket holders. Like all you had to do is go on and like download your ticket. That was like what's Shown's first second year. 
Oh, yeah, which is like the first time I'd ever heard of him. Like, I, I wanted that. to go to the Knoxville one, but I'm not paying $25 yeah, for that. No. Like, all they're going to say, you kind of already know. <laughs> right. So, it's just, I mean, it's kind of interesting to hear a coach talk about it, I guess. But Yeah. Um, One more thing about basketball I, meant, I forgot to mention. Uh, Did you see where Frank Martin caught Schofield and Grant in the – yeah, in the tunnel. That was that was pretty nice of him. Um, Dude, I like Frank Martin. He's a good coach. Yeah, I do too. Um, and then another thing, the, the NCAA stat rankings for Tennessee, they're second in field goal percentage at uh, 51%. Assist to turnover ratio, they're third. Assist per game at 19.7. I can't believe somebody has more. Um, they're third at th- that. Third in blocks per game. Um, and and four in, score, four in scoring margin. We're averaging, beating our opponent by 18.8 points. Um, the blocks per game... Doesn't I mean I, I don't know if it surprises me, but I just feel like especially not really so much this year, but in the past I feel like we'd play teams and like they would block our shots all the time and we could never block shots, which yeah. those are teams of the past that weren't. <coughs> right. So it's good that we finally have that because that would always piss me off. But obviously that's not the case. But yeah, so we're riding the mix in all of those categories, and we played category. seven SEC games. Pretty impressive. Dude, it's it's nice to get everybody's like best shot. Yeah, oh yeah, it's fun. It makes it it makes watching all the games more Bring fun. It on. Did you see my tweet uh, after? Yeah, you know, it was like fifteen minutes, or we were up like fifteen with like two minutes left. I was like, all right, ESPN, you can move on to the next game. Yeah, <laughs> just go ahead, and turn it off. I don't care anymore. They're probably going to anyway. Yeah. If ours would have ran over, they would have switched it to another. Well, yeah, apparently that's the thing. That that was my joke though. Just oh, okay. Yeah. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. The Rams versus the Patriots. I think everybody's cheering against the Patriots. Like, yeah. it's just that thing. But it, it's – and I want to pick the Rams. I think they have more talent than the Patriots do, but it's it's the Patriots. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, this Rams team is – I think kind of this boils down to, for me, kind of, and we'll get into this in our Jumbotron, uh, that Peyton Super Bowl where Jared Goff, hopefully Todd Gurley's back. I don't know if we've heard about that. Um, yeah, hopefully he's back. And for him, it's play a mistake-free game. Let your defense create, uh, you know, create turnovers and plays because they will. And if you play mistake-free football, if you make less mistakes, which is just tough, than Tom Brady and the Patriot offense, you'll win the game, in my opinion. Yeah, like your your defense will your defense will go create. So you take care of the football on your end, you know. And, and I I just think you have to be. You, you, if you're Sean McVay, don't be risky with the ball until you have to. Because there's no, in my opinion, there's no need to with the defense you have. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that That's, you know, if, if your defense not isn't as great, yeah, take a shot. And, and, I mean, we talk about how this Patriots defense, they just turn it on in the playoffs. So, I mean, there's definitely a weakness. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, I mean, I don't think you just need to go out and attack and attack and attack them. It's, you know, if you have Todd Gurley, run, run him into the ground this game. <laughs> yep. So and then you have I mean CJ Anderson's done fine when he's been called. So. Yeah, he's a freaking bowling ball. So use use both of them. Uh, hey, if you want to hand the ball to John Kelly, nobody will complain. JK four so, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I am cheering against the Patriots. I, I think it'll be a fun game to watch though. A lot of people are upset. I don't. It'll be fun. If the Patriots win, the only way I won't be that upset about it is if Cordell Patterson is the MVP. Yeah, I could definitely be. I don't see that happening, but I could definitely be happy. <laughs> I could definitely be happy for Cordell Patterson. So. Or if Gronk scores a 69th point. That would be terrible football probably, but yeah, <laughs> great. It'd been fun to watch. Maybe. Maybe. 
I don't want to see Tom Brady throw it all over the yard. Oh, yeah, that's true. Don't want to see that happen. Um, which would probably have to happen if they scored 69 points. I don't see their I do hope that Marcus Peters gets scored on a lot because I think he is the biggest douche in the NFL. Okay. Like, I think – like, I hate him more than I hated, like, Richard Sherman. I think he might be up there with Taylor Lewan. I hate Taylor Lewan. It yeah. makes me not want to cheer for the Titans. Yeah. Like, he's a – like, I wish they would just get rid of him. Yeah, he's that – like, I feel like everybody kind of had that lineman growing up that was just bigger than everybody and stronger and would just, like, throw people down mm-hmm. for no reason. And you're like, you know, if I was bigger, I'd kick his ass. That's Taylor Lewan? Yeah. Okay, I'll see that. I definitely see that. He's a, he's a jerk, and I don't like him. Like, I wouldn't want to fight him. No, I would never. <laughs> I would never fight him. I'll say that right now. He's bigger yeah. than me, and I, I do not pick fights I can't win. That's why I've not been in a lot of fights in my life. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't do that. But That's why you haven't picked one with me. I'll pick one with you right now. On the, <laughs> on, on the, while the podcast Bet. recording. Bet. Bet. <laughs> Buck up or walk on. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Super Bowl is going to be fun, and I guess that leads us right into our Jumbotron of Super Bowl moments, memorable Super Bowl moments. I went with good. Maybe I should have thrown in some bad, but I didn't. I have some bad. I have a funny games. one that I can throw in as an extra. I can just replace one, I guess. And I'll do, I'll go first then. Do you remember, it was, I think, the 2013 Super Bowl. Was that San Francisco and Se- yeah. Seattle? Not Seattle. Uh, you talking about Frank Baltimore? Gore? Frank Gore. <laughs> the first time I ever noticed, the man has the largest penis and junk. <laughs> just all three... Just the largest package I've ever seen. And the man doesn't wear a girdle or underwear at all. There's no way. If he does, the fact that that thing is not only flopping around like it is, if it's overcoming a girdle and or underwear, that's even more impressive. Here's my theory. He was packing a microphone because he always wants to be mic'd up. Now, that looks like a microphone. It's like a freaking boom mic. <laughs> And then I watched his high school highlights one time, and the man had it in high school. He's been a grown man since high school and had the largest penis I've ever seen. Like, the man puts porn stars to say to shame with a softie on. Like, they showed that slow-mo, yeah. and I was just like... Just show his headshot. Like, just show the head. Like, not oh the head. My. Don't show the head. Don't, yeah. don't, don't show the head. But waist, waist up. Keep it... Keep it up here, ladies. Yeah, but I was just like, oh, my God. No wonder why no one can tackle him. Yeah, no one, no <laughs> He's got three legs. <laughs> but, yeah, we I remember we watched that. We watched it, you know, like the immature guys we were and are, at least, like, six times. Like, we rewound it and just watched. Because, like, the ESPN has no idea, or not ESPN, ABC has no idea what's going on, and they just keep showing this replay in slow-mo over and over and over again, and this dude's junk is just flopping around everywhere. Yeah, It is incredible. So, yeah, that's a memorable Super Bowl moment for me. That is a memorable. <laughs> I'm going to say when Pete Carroll and the Seahawks had it at the one and elected okay. to throw it instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch and lost the Super So, Bowl. that's one of mine. And I kind of think of it as a good moment because I watched a Football Life episode about it, that whole t- uh, game. And it's just, like, really interesting. Like, what all, like, I don't remember this. The Patriots scored and left Russell Wilson, like, two minutes left. Um, I think he got it right before the two-minute warning. And if him and Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are talking, he's like, we've done this all year. Like, let's just go do it again. And yeah. they do. And, like, they should have won the game. I think it was second down, too. They threw it on second down. And just a dumb play. I mean, it was a, and it was a great – I don't want to take anything away from Malcolm Butler because he still had to go make that incredible interception. 
Yeah. But it should have never been put in the air. And, like, he's done, like, hardly anything since then. Oh, yeah. He's at Tennessee now. It's all he's remembered for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was a, that's a very memorable one for me. Um, and it sucks the Patriots had to win it, but. And then Gronk got in a fight right, right on the, or during the kneel, during the kneel down. And yeah. I think he was on Jimmy Fallon after and they asked him about it. And he was like, game was over. So I was just like, F it. And started swinging. <laughs> <laughs> that like the man's else. wild. That man's something else. Yeah. So my next, is that? that uh, I've got, so I can do another one since you okay. did that one. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, sorry. Um, I thought you were gonna go. Uh, the helmet catch, David Ooh. Tyree. That was oh. a very memorable one, and I was watching it with a bunch of Patriots fans. So that one was sweet. That one felt good. Talk about the only thing you remember by. <laughs> yeah, that is like I was. So I was looking it up on Wikipedia because again, I just don't remember the whole game. Don't remember even like the whole play. Um, Eli Manning about got, about got sacked. He got hit as he released. Yeah, and um, David Tyree didn't even have a Wikipedia page. Like you couldn't click on him because I was like. What has he done since then? Like, did he even was he even on a team after that? I don't Definitely know. Not. Um, and I couldn't find out because I couldn't find his Wikipedia. So, literally, not remembered for anything else. It's hilarious. Um, so my next one was the Super Bowl with the Steelers and the Cardinals. That dude, that I forgot about that game. I guess not memorable for me. Yeah, <laughs> but not. I remember now. Um, and I think Pittsburgh was up seventeen to seven, and then James Harrison. With a hundred yard interception return for a touchdown. That's insane. And there was two really good touchdown catches by both teams towards the end of that game too. Yeah. Yeah. Um San Antonio or San Antonio Holmes and Larry and Fitzgerald. And Larry Fitzgerald. Both yeah. in the back of the end zone. Yep. Just incredible catches. Yeah, that was that's a good one. Um and my next one's obviously put on the orange goggles for this one too. Peyton Manning's last one. And just because we celebrated like it was ninety eight <laughs> afterwards. It was also your birthday, so that didn't help. It helped us, but not the whole situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you got humped. Do what? You got humped. I did not dry humped either. Like full on humped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is the opposite of Frank Gore. Like if there was a Frank, there's an opposite of Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, Think of Leslie Chow from The Hangover yeah. in the second one when the monkey like bites him. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like. Um. Oh god! But yeah, I mean, just the it was a good game, and like, if you didn't, if you don't like football, if you just watch Super Bowl to watch the Super Bowl for entertainment, it definitely wasn't that. I mean, it was a defensive battle. I think everybody knew going into it. Again, if you knew football, that that game was gonna both great defenses, and that you know that Carolina offense was much better than the uh, Denver one. Um, but I mean, it boiled down to what offense made the fewest mistakes, and Peyton Manning was like, "I'm not gonna lose this," yeah. <laughs> and he let his he let his defense win the game. So that's a good that was actually gonna be one of mine, but I'll go another one. Um the one I can just think off right at the top of my head is um Kevin Dyson getting tackled at the one against the oh, Rams man. and the Titans. Dang. Sucks. Tough one. Jeff Fisher was on part of my take and he was he was talking about that game. Because I hate they were talking about his record and he was like, I mean, I came up a yard short of winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> it sucks. You just need the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip's all that matters sometimes. Yep. Um Looking at another segment is stupidity's an epidemic. I've got one. I can't. I should. I didn't screenshot the tweet. But some guy was talking about how the way to beat Tennessee, and I think he was using turnover statistics. But he mentioned Memphis, Arkansas, and maybe no. It was another blowout game. 
He mentioned three blowouts and said that's the way to beat Tennessee. I was Mm -hmm. like, I mean, you definitely should have used other teams. Yeah. (laughs) Because we beat all those by 20. I can't remember who else it was. But we had beaten all three teams by 20. I don't know who the idiot was, but he was an idiot. Mom, um, I'm going to go with West Virginia uh, Barstool. They tweeted, West Virginia beat Kansas, better than Tennessee, Mountaineers better than – or greater than Volunteers, the Mountain State greater than the Volunteer State, Country Roads is better than Rocky Top. That's where it gets me. Because what is West – what is – It got me at the beginning of the tweet because they tweeted that after the game, didn't they? No, this is before. This is before, okay. I was like – no, it was after. Uh, and, like, so, like, you can't – the West Virginia literally got beat head-to-head, so that's not how that works. Yeah. Like, we figured out one year that – I think it was sophomore year that we had beaten Alcoa by who we beat and who, like, you know, they beat someone and then they beat someone and they beat someone who beat Alcoa. And we were like, by rule, we're the 3A state champion. But if we had to play Alcoa, we would have lost, and we couldn't have said that. Yeah, and they said – they call themselves the Mountain State, but, like, don't they destroy, like, all their mountains? Like with I mining, guess with coal mining, yeah, yeah they just like destroy them. I don't know how that works. So I'm not aware. But I, I would, if I were to say like, if I think of a mountain state, what do you think of? Colorado. Mm, uh, yeah. I mean, I usually think Appalachian, so I'm usually thinking that West Virginia, okay. Virginia, or West Virginia, Virginia, Tennessee, maybe Georgia in that mix. Just cause, I guess because I'm from here. But yeah, I mean Colorado for sure. I just don't like. I mean, I just don't think of West Virginia a lot because I don't care about them. Yeah, that's stupid. You got another one? Um, yes, I'll have to show you this one. You guys won't get as big of a kick. I think Clay Travis retweeted it though. Um, so WLKY, I don't know who that is. What? Um, what news station? They're tracking the polar vortex, um, and their uh, thing for it looks like a big pair of titties, and they probably should have checked it before they put it live on air. Nice. I mean, it's even got nipples, <laughs> which would probably look like a ball sack if it didn't have the nipples. Yeah, but I mean that's that's titties. Yeah, that's, I know that's titties. Mean, that's titties. Yeah, <laughs> at least they're out. pink. Like yeah, they're breast cancer awareness. Exactly. Save the tatas. Save them. Um. So my next one is going to be Go Vols Extra. I don't know <laughs> why they even do anything. They need to delete their account for sure. Yeah. Um. They tweeted African Americans welcome T Martin back. Glad to see him getting what he deserves. It was an article. I didn't read the article because I didn't want to like be. Uh, didn't want to click on it. I, I didn't want to be dumb. Like I didn't want to make myself any dumber than I already <laughs> am. So I, I didn't click on it. Um, but I was. I tweeted and I was just like, everyone welcomed him because yeah. they love T. Martin, not just because he's an African American. Yeah, I tweeted something about. It. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It was it was only the African American people cheering? Yeah, are they the only ones that got that loud in Thompson Bowling? I mean, I missed out because I didn't know that we were just cheering because he was African American. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't. Sorry. I mean, guys. like I, I should cheer the entire basketball game, no matter what, because most of them are African Americans. I, I wasn't aware that we weren't supposed to cheer when T. Martin came back. I'm sorry, white yeah. people, if I let you down. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, something else I just saw on Twitter while I'm just we're just finishing out this episode. The ball football team has lost more recently than the basketball team. The what? The Vol football team has lost more recently than the basketball team. The last Tennessee loss in a major sport, we're not counting Lady Vols, was Tennessee at Vandy. I hate that. 
<laughs> oh. That makes me upset. God, ball football it kills me. Yeah. I have a tweet of the week. Ron Swanson. Like the actual Ron Swanson? It's not actually. It's oh, okay. at like a parody. Basin uh, underscore ball. So he, they're talking about Ron Holinsky, and he's the quarterback from South Carolina that yeah. said that South Carolina is dressing in all black for the, for the funeral or whatever. And he's like, somebody tell Cheddar Bob he better walk his ass back to a mile. Yeah, that was – I saw that one. That was good. That was hilarious. So props to you. Props. Guys, thank you all for sticking with us this episode. Hopefully, I'm pretty confident we'll be seeing you on Sunday night as a number one team in the nation for the third week in a row. We're still number one, and we bring bringing the boat in, and we out.